We vanquished our enemies. What else could we do wrong? This week on The Hapless Heroes. everyone. Welcome to an episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast. I'm Francesco. I'm going to be your host tonight as we kind of do a, let's just call it a where are they now? Our illustrious heroes, as you know, um, as we left last left them, appeared to have forged a new future for themselves and for maybe all of the, everything that lives in the universe. Um, and they all step through a portal and, you know, we kind of just want to check in on them. You know, some time may have passed, you know, we don't, we, we, this it may or may not be clear, but we're just going to drop in on, on, on where each of them ended up and see what they're up to now as we bring our campaign to a close. So first, I'm just going to go ahead and introduce my wonderful cast that I have tonight. I have uh, on to my virtual left, Dave playing, uh, we're going to go with zero, uh, absolute integer zero. Good evening, everyone. Mike is Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. Finally at my service. Nicole is Boris the Butcher. My heart feels so big. Zach is Parado Lincoln Woods and maybe Pregnart. Hello. I'll, I'll probably be here. I, I, I think I'll be here. I'm here. And John is Lord Jarrell the Light and most likely Dr. Dedu as well. Come on, Vecna. Lalak's phylactery isn't going to destroy itself. All right. I'd like to start by cutting the camera to a little place that we've likened to calling Ool. We're going to go from a wide angle shot, sort of above the city, right? Bird's eye view, eagle's eye view or whatever. The city looks like Ool, right? In that same sort of circular city, but there is, you know, a gigantic chasm that stretches across the middle of the city that separates it. Oh yeah, what happened? What's going on here? <laughs> it, um, it looks like we happened. <laughs> looks like Ool. <laughs> it smells like Ool. However, you can see that at this point, in whatever whatever time we're dropping in here now, a lot has been rebuilt. Um, there have been essentially bridges constructed through this chasm. Um, it looks like water is starting to be pumped into it to sort of create a, a man-made river of sorts. Oh, right. Wait, can I just clarify from... It's not... It's not the the Crater Ool. It's not Crater Ool, it's Chasm Ool. It's Ool, the city with a, with a gigantic, essentially, like, right. ravine now that is, like, splitting the city in half. But Ool is the last left. Wait, it, but what year is it? Who knows? Question mark. <laughs> All right. Some time has passed. Reconstruction. A, wait, can I, is, can I, as. Uh, can I just narrate? <laughs> is there a calendar up on the wall somewhere? Do I have passive perception? No, not yet. You a, do not. You are just, an, you are a passive observer right now. So you can't ask these questions. I'm sorry. Are you saying without a character, I can't have passive perception? That seems unfair. 
That is correct. Yes. All right. Continue. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> As I was saying, reconstruction efforts are well underway at this point. Like I said, bridges have have, have been built now over like this like this huge uh, you know like like ravine I'm just going to call it right that that splits the city and it looks like you know they're sort of building around it now and and and. and um, the landscape itself, like you can see that, I mean, like that, that, that ravine or like that, that break in the earth, like stretches for miles from when the ley line, you know, went, uh, ring like, um, and as the camera, you know, heads down towards the center of the city, towards where the tower is, um, you know, we're going to reach the street level and the camera is going to pan up slightly. And the ley line is still a ring that is encircling the planet in space. All right, we never fixed that. <laughs> Cutting to a classroom somewhere within the tower, Boris sits with Filbert. They're practicing cantrips, it looks like. Boris, what cantrip would be would you be like would you be learning right now as a fledgling student of the of the tower? So Boris uh, has a, a glass in front of her tipped over on its side. And and next to the tipped over glass, there's a, a tiny little water puppy kind of sloshing around, occasionally falling back into water, but attempting to, you know, puppy up. What's a water puppy? Uh, a water puppy water. would be um, a, a, a shape water attempt made by Boris. Hmm. Pregnant would be proud. Um, would be. Filbert, like, you know, has given you some different instructions or tips. You know, the te- like the, the instructor in the classroom is, like, you know, moving around to the different seats and things like that. Um, but it's like, you know, it's getting close to the end of the class time, right? The, the uh, quote-unquote bell will be ringing any moment now. Um, you know, you, you keep playing with it, but, like, you still can't get it quite right. The puppy looks very deformed. You're having a hard time getting the water to maintain its shape, right? Magic is something, like, you've, you 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 are a, a gal of many talents, Boris, but magic is still something that's sort of eluded you throughout your illustrious career. And so, you know, you're sort of at your humble beginnings now, trying to learn, just, you know, learn the ways of magic. Uh, Philbert says to you, he's like, hey, uh, what are you doing after class? You want to go uh, grab... Um, Grab a bite to eat. I heard this is great new noodle shop up opening in town. Uh, Boris lets the water go, so it just like splashes all over the desk, um, in in its own spot where it was, um, and says, "Anyway, so I left him in charge of the bubblegum factory. But yeah, I just need to go ask my dad first. Oh right, yeah, the bubblegum factory. I keep forgetting, like, I, I, like you own like a list, like little like business now. I'm surprised you're even here, like trying to learn magic. Like you have everything you could possibly need. Boris elbows him in the side and says, "Yeah, but this is more fun." Oh, that's cool. Well, okay, I guess um, you know, come come find me. I'll 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 be at home if you want to hang out or whatever. Just you know, you 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 know where to find me. Yeah, I definitely uh, want some noodles. The bell rings, um, you know, students start packing up their stuff. Your, your t- the teacher starts, you know, giving instructions for, you know, homework, you know, just some different, uh, you know, wrist movements with your wand to be able to, you know, uh, control these things a bit better. Um, but, you know, you're let out from class. 
Uh, and Silver says, so you said you're going to go see your dad? Yeah, I'm just going to check in with him. I'll come find you after. All right, yeah, see, see you in a little bit. Uh, where do you go? Uh, Boris uh, returns to what was previously uh, known as the Garden Inn in a former life, but is now a very fancy estate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. She throws a random jewel to the doorman on her way in. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, what was... Uh, hold on. Uh, what was what's Boris's actual last name? I don't think we ever established this, and I want to just get this in canon now in the very last like sort of episode. I mean, I established it as Bubblegum at one point. It's listed as Boris Bubblegum in my own notes here, I believe. Okay, fantastic. Ah, Miss Bu- uh, Miss Bubblegum, a pleasure to see you as always. Please come. You know, I thought it was Morris. <laughs> Boris, Boris Morris. <laughs> Damn it! It should have been Boris Morris is trash. Hearing a lot of comments from the peanut gallery here when you should be just watching this. I don't know who said that. Somebody just snuck in to my room here mm. and said mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. into my mic. So, and they sounded just like me. It was really strange. Um, Boris, you start uh, where, where you start heading upstairs, or you start heading to your your room, or like where are you, you just, just kind of doing a check in, or where, where would you be heading right now? Yeah, Boris heads in and she starts heading upstairs. Um, to what was previously the penthouse and is now just kind of set up as like a like an art artist's suite, you know, kind of like mm-hmm. hobby area. Um, and as she's heading upstairs, she can hear music. Um, yep, the and door's closed and there's some music happening. Yeah, she doesn't want to disturb anyone, so she she stealthily makes her way up the stairs until she can she can hear what's happening through the door. What do you hear through the door? I wonder. A delightfully accentuated instrumental Yay. introduces. What? <laughs> Who, whose voice do I hear? The sultry tones of a familiar face bathed in afternoon sunlight begins to carry down the hall. There's some heroes I know. And wherever they go, they'll be flying an airship through heaven. Wayward winds catch the sails by a captain of tales with a heart as great as his ego. Thanks. Ooh, ooh, he's flying an airship through heaven. There's a smith by the forge. With a fetish for swords, you can tell by the names they've been given. And the knight with the cause, divine smites drew applause from a goddess through which he's arisen. Oh, it makes me wonder. Oh, makes me wonder. There's a feeling I get when Warforge roll a crit, like the science of spells from a changeling. In our travels, I've seen a baroness in her teens with a wit as sharp as her daggers. Ooh, it's a wonder. There's a McGuggle in the galley, beware the truffles. He has no concept of hygiene. 
Yes, there's a wizard who's a doctor, Aarakocra, honking his spells as he flaps his wings. Ooh, when does the story doth unfold? Adventure greets those who are bold. There is a bard who we all know, who will inspire and wants to show. Not every quest is about gold, but if the heroes heed the call, though they may rise or they may fall, so take a chance and play the role, and you may fly your airship through heaven. Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer, everybody. The ideal Hedrick. <laughs> Hell yeah. Welcome back, oh, Phil. Welcome back. Welcome back, Phil. Oh, um Boris. Boris, is that you? Hi, Dad. Yeah, it's me. Uh, how are your lessons today? Uh, you know, the, the, the water was mostly water, but it kind of looked like a dog for a bit. Well, that's great. That's great to hear. Well, I must have tied one on last night. I didn't wake up till this afternoon. But I woke up with this. And he lifts up his uh, tunic. <laughs> and you can see his nipple is pierced uh, with a little anchor. <laughs> and he's like, well, I found this in my pocket. And he pulls out this little note that says "Nipple Twins Southwind?" The question mark. <laughs> nice. Probably not. Does he do the voice? <laughs> well, the nipple twins. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Zach, that was fucking unhinged. I'm sorry. I just wow. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't contain it. You were like, "Hang on." Zach, what are you fucking off about? Why are you laughing? And I was like, oh, you'll see. I'm especially bothered tonight. Uh, the best was when you were laughing in that voice and you couldn't <laughs> hold it. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, Oopsies. Heady, heady callback. Anyways, back in the room so with uh, Boris and Hedrick. Hedrick, Hedrick stands and, and gives Boris a big old hug. Are, are you still standing there with your with your nipple ring hanging out while you give me this hug? No, no he's shaking I'm, his head. <laughs> I'm decent enough. I, I, I let you see from across the room, and then I pulled it down. Boris, in that case, leans in for the hug uh, and and then says, uh, Philbert wants to go get some noodles at that new place. Do you mind if I go? Oh, actually, do you mind if I join you? I'm, I'm starving. Yeah, why not? Boris links arms with oh, Hedrick. wait, wait. Before we go, I got something I want to show you. I thought of this the other night. And he pulls out this little leather satchel and pours it out onto like a coffee table. And it's a bunch of chopped up blue bubble gum. And he says, I, I call it Big Rogue Chew. Hey, you can grab as much or as little as you want. <laughs> what do you think? I don't know. I thought maybe I might use it at the factory. Boris grabs a piece, tosses it in her mouth. It's blueberry. Ooh. My 
my goodness. I love she it. She throws another piece in her pocket. Oh, you can take the whole thing, huh? I mean, shoot. All you got to do is cut it up. A new idea was born today. Um, we're going to fast forward time a little bit. You know, you've collected Philbert. And you're at this new noodle joint. Um, I believe, uh, Phil, what did you say the name was? It's a fantastic new uh, noodle house with a stellar peanut curry soup called Forget About It. Ah, yes, that's right. Uh, so as you know, you approach Forget About It and you can see there's this like big sign. It says like, you know, with like the little new and all like the, you know, the explosion lines and stuff like that, like the excitement lines, right? To just like draw your attention and new, the most delicious peanut curry soup. And it's got the price underneath, you know, for like a few silver or whatever. Um, and yeah, this place is serving up all different kinds of noodles, but you can see that people are like raving. I mean, absolutely ranting and raving about this 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 peanut curry soup. Like it is like the most delicious thing they've ever had. You can even hear some people like overhear some people talking like, this is gonna sweep the nation. I don't know about you two, but I'm excited. We're gonna break it here. We're gonna cut the camera a little bit somewhere, somewhere a little bit different. While this, uh, while the noodle enjoyment is happening, Jarrell, you—we're going to take you right from where you're stepping out of the portal. You oh, find God, yourself. Uh, Vecna. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like Vecna by the scruff of his like whatever collar or whatever. Yes. You just like pushed. Just you know went through with him. Um, and you, you both stumble out into a room that has, uh, it, it looks like one of the, uh, like throne rooms or whatever that you encountered in Mount Celestia, but it's, it's, it's constructed a bit differently. This looks like it wasn't necessarily constructed by maybe dwarves or something like that, but it's just, it's, it's large. It's like this almost this big cathedral room with just like a throne sitting at the top some pew, empty pews, you know, below the plinth where the steps walk up to where this throne is set. It's a gilded throne. There is sort of a, 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 a crown of like a, like a solar rays that sort of like adorn the top of this throne. But the room itself is empty. Like it looks like there, there used to be like stained glass windows here, but they've just sort of been blackened. Um, a scepter uh, rests upon the throne. And you hear, you know, the, the voice of Valen within you speak and say, take your seat at the mantle of light, Jarrell, and begin your new journey. Guide those who have lost the light to find it once more. Be the force for good you were always meant to be. Your journey starts and ends here. Do I have to do that before I kill Larlock? Can I kill Larlock first? I was almost, I think I almost finished him. <sighs> Rest easy, my champion, for you have eons to complete your mission there. You have to think bigger than that now. It is nice that we can still talk. Uh, Father, are you there as well? Uh, yes, Jarrell. Awesome! This is the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do all of you say I should do with him? And Jarrell points his sword at Vecna. 
they you hear like a sort of there's sort of like a pregnant pause. It's like it's like you know you can't really tell like when spirits are thinking, um, but uh, they you know eventually you hear a response. Well, Jarell, you are the mantle of justice. It is up to you to determine what punishment or atonement is required. This is this is your domain now. We are simply here as as your witnesses, as, as, the, as the pillars of your power. You must make this decision now, Jarell. Take the mantle and deal justice the way that you see fit. Uh, Jarell looks at Vecna. Um... Who's still like weak and injured and like beaten up and like, absolutely still, like, really even bent over at the waist, hands on his <laughs> knees. Like one panting. might even say that he's in shambles. <laughs> um, so Jarrell looked at him and says, you say you're good now, huh? Yeah. And you say you're not talking about me behind my back, right? I'm not behind your back. I've been looking at you the entire time. It's very obvious that you just said something to somebody that I can't freaking hear. Just because my friends don't like you doesn't mean I'm not here to help. Now, are you good or not? Yes. Despite my worst judgment, despite everything I freaking wanted to do, I got turned good. <laughs> so, yes, here I am. Good. Uh, not Gerald? nice, but good. <laughs> Gerald kind of like strokes his chin for a second. He has next to no power left. But as a player, I'm going to say Jarrell has one first level spell left. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, maybe now. But again, there is that throne. Before Jarrell goes to pick it up, uh, he will use detect evil and good. <laughs> of course he will. Of course he will. On brand till the day we end this fucking show, this campaign. He is, he remains to be exactly who he is. Yes. Um, you detect a, a the, the utmost consecration okay. upon this throne. And yeah, Jarrell, I guess we'll pick as up. Well as, as well as one undead. Right, because it doesn't tell me if he's good or bad, really. It just tells me that he's undead and a god. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Jarrell will look at the scepter for a little bit, look around again, um, and I guess trust that Valen is giving him good advice and picks it up. Immediately, once you pick up the scepter and, 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 and sort of, you know, just, just sort of take your seat upon this throne, you feel almost like all of the knowledge of the universe, like, pass through your mind, like, as just visions before your eyes. You see this expansive universe, this, this astral sea of solar systems and, and different planets and planes and, 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 like, different people and species and creatures of all kinds all looking for guidance because the gods are silent. You hear billions of prayers all at once. You hear the silent cries of those who are, you know, who are voiceless. You are like you and you feel this sort of like immense power um, 
as you sort of you know begin to sort of feel any sort of way like any like what, what you know what kind of emotions are you feeling is it like empathy is it sadness like what are you feeling you know what i mean as um, you're sort of like you know essentially connected now to the thoughts of all the beings in the universe right and this is all happening about three minutes after i just fought two gods <laughs> um also you, i will say that the other effect of this is as you sit on this throne it works like it's like an essentially an eternal long rest okay uh, yeah, it's yeah. Everything I guess. you've ever wanted, right? <laughs> Just permanent nap slash also able to do awesome things. Um, yeah, I guess Jarrell just kind of like he takes a seat. I don't think he intended to even sit on the throne yet. Um, oh, okay. Well, like yeah. Drops well, this happens. Bit. This happens once you sit down, right? You have yeah. felt like compelled to sit. Is I guess what I'm trying to say. Right. Right. Um, but if you were to stand up. The, the noise kind of stops. You still feel the power, but like that 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 connectedness that you were feeling, right, begins to fade a little bit more. You can still kind of feel it in the backdrop, but it okay. seems to be amplified when you when you've sat here. Yeah, so Jarrell will sit for a second and he'll almost look like a little bit shocked and stand up and go, Oh, that was a lot. Oh, uh oof. quite a few things to do there. Mm-hmm. Um, but something else, like, you know, like as you kind of stand up, right, this knowledge and all this power that you sort of feel, like, this vision almost, like, crosses your mind of, like, you know, you see, like, sort of where the where the vacuums of power currently exist in the realms of the gods, right, and sort of these outer planes and in sort of, like, all the domains that exist, right, these primordial domains that require a guiding hand. You don't feel that you can reach all of them, but... Something like your intuition almost tells you that if Vecna truly is good, maybe, just maybe, he can be reformed to be the one that guides the lost souls of the dead to their final rest. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking for an undead good god. You just kind of feel like this would be a good position. But something else flashes before your eyes, too. It almost is like... Like, you, 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 you can't tell where this is coming from. You don't know if it's coming from you, but it's like you almost see like this buddy cop film playing out where it's you and Vecna crossing the multiverse of just trying to hunt down the lich that, elude, that, that eludes you and bring him to justice, as well as all of those who would seek to snuff out the light. Yep, sounds about but accurate. Then, but then, you know, the moment passes and you're back in just in the room with Vecna, who d didn't see any of these things. Uh, what do you Jar say? Jarrell kind of looks at him for a second. Huh. Well, that's quite a bit to do. Hmm. Let me take one more seat and Jarrell will sit for another second and he'll look for specifically if he can detect Zero or Quinn. You can detect all of them. In fact, you can detect all of your friends and your, you know, your your, your former companions, where exactly where they are, wherever they are, and what they're doing, what they're feeling. It's weird. It feels intrusive. <laughs> um, Gerald steps up again and. Uh can't decide whether he should tell Quinn, but he feels like if he doesn't tell Quinn and he can just zero in on Quinn, it might be a terrible idea. <laughs> um, 
But you know that Zero is is on the plane of Mechanus currently. Yeah. Do I know where Quinn was? Quinn is not on the prime material plane. You would have expected him to probably end up somewhere there. You can see that he's somewhere between the planes of air and water. Clearly. Speaking of Quinn. <laughs> Hello. We cut to the, ele- the, the elemental plane of air slash water. Is that where Daddy you, is? You're on a ship. The grandest ship you've ever seen. One of your own design. You never oh. actually, you didn't build it, but you dreamed of it. And it's like whatever mm. ship you've dreamed about, whatever ship of your dreams that you've ever envisioned in your mind, you are aboard it at its helm. What does it look mm. like? Um, steel. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it <laughs> is, I think it's, it's, it's of like super high quality wood, which I have no idea what high quality wood is. Maybe like cherry wood. Is that like high quality? I don't know. We can all imagine what good sure. wood. Like looks high like. quality yes. wood, right? Yes. Like maybe, maybe Phil can help me out. I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure Quinn knows what high quality wood is. Sure. Right. <laughs> right. Like, like it, it, it smells of, of. Uh, rich mahogany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's just like this high, like really like sharp, um, kind of reddish brown, um, strong, sturdy wood. Um, it's got kind of like a, almost like a, a, a mermaid, merman uh, merman. on the front, <laughs> on the front, uh, kind of, you know, heading the charge with some sort of like, Loot or bow of some sort. Um, Maybe like a bow loot. A bow loot. Uh, ooh, I like it. Uh, so not only can it shoot arrows, but it can also play a melodic song. Um, and uh, yeah, he's at the helm. He's got a huge purple kind of just almost like gown that he's mm-hmm. wearing at the purple at sails. The helm of the purple. Sure. Yeah. Purple sails um, with black um, or, or like onyx trim. Sure, right? sure. With some gold tassels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's the stuff yeah, yeah. right there. Right, okay. right. Okay. Thank um, you. That's just and like the sails are actually not really doing anything because I'm pretty much running the ship, right? Like I'm using my power to to make the ship go. But the sails are beautiful. Um, so there's that. Uh, there's plenty of people kind of hustling, bustling around, more or less waiting on me, not actually running the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like, you know, bringing me my, my, my drink, my, my food, um, whatever I need to, you yes. know, have a, like some you sort of like fanning unit. You're, you're, you're essentially like, you're almost being treated like a Greek God or like a demigod, like in this place. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I don't know like what a Greek God is, but definitely a demigod. But you know what, but you know what I mean? Like as far yeah. as just like that, 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 that like decadence and, and like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Aboard the ship with you is the god, you know, form of your father, but like, you know, standing in a sort of a, in his humanoid form, right? Not in his gigantic, superimposing form. And, is he you know, proud of me? He's, you guys, you're, you're, you're sharing a <laughs> laugh together, you know, you're, 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 you're drinking wine and, and regaling tales of all of your uh, exploits, adventures, and successes. Um, he's teaching you so many things about just what it means to be a god because in fact he says uh, something to the likes of you know my boy many may poke fun 
at, oh, what, you just control the winds and water, but let me tell you, without the winds, without water, life, life would be something different entirely, wouldn't it? Where is everyone's sense of adventure? You don't realize that the high seas also bring more than just life and, and, and breath. It also brings adventure, my boy, and that's something that you have a sense of in spades. Thank you, Daddy. I, I just, I, I see great things for you, but you've done great things already. I just, I could not be more, I could not be more proud, honestly. I just couldn't be more oh, proud. Stop, stop. But go on, go on. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the gush session, um, uh, you know, goes on for a while. And then suddenly, like, the booming, you can almost, like, you, you feel the presence of something else, like, here in this space. It doesn't feel sinister. But, like, you can, like, almost, as if you are connected to this plane yourself now, Quinn, like, something, someone's here that, that's not from here. Uh, Are you saying there was a boom after Daddy's gush session? Well, there's going to be a booming sound. And Jarrell, uh, your voice now projects onto this plane. What are, what are you oh, saying gosh. to Quinn? Quinn, Captain, Lord, Dean, uh, it is I, Jarrell. Oh, God, I can't get away from his voice. <laughs> da Daddy, can you hear that? Uh, yes, I, I can. Uh, who, who are you, Jarrell? And what have you? Oh, wait a second! I. Nope, this is familiar. It appears we have a new god of light and good. <laughs> welcome to the fold, my friend. Wow, welcome to my domain. What brings you here to this humble, humble god's domain in plain? Just getting used to things, I suppose. Um, trying to find where all of my friends have gone, I said, and then maybe where we're headed next. It's good to see you have your own domain, Quinn. Yes, yes, thank you, thank you. It's not his quite yet. You know, he still has much to learn, much to learn, but I'm very proud of my boy, very proud of my boy. You can see that, you can tell that even, uh, you, can, you, can, you can see where the hubris and self-importance comes from. Um, that, no, that Quinn, uh, you know, not at all. <laughs> what are you talking uh, about? What hubris, what? <laughs> yes, I, I guess I'm trying to figure out where exactly we all stand, and hopefully we can do everything we can. Uh, it's it, a lot being on this throne here. Uh, yes, Drell. Whatever you need, the the planes of of wind and water will always be here for you to to do what you need to do to adventure on. Excellent. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, let's see, who next? <laughs> and then uh, suddenly Jarrell's voice disappears and the, you feel the presence is gone. Jarrell, why don't you join us for uh, a drink or a- He's, he's already gone. <laughs> Jarrell? Oh, well, at least his voice is gone. And you carry on, uh, you carry, the merriment carries on. So as the merriment continues on the um, demi-plane of the uh, air and water, we're gonna cut the camera to Mechanus. Oh boy, are things orderly here? Uh, Zero, would you care to describe to us, um, I guess, what this realm looks like under your purview? Well, 
When Zero walks back into the realm, it is under, let's say, a certain amount of chaos. It would look orderly to just about anybody else, but the keen-minded would know that in a system that was designed with a central leadership node, destroying that central leadership node tends to um, gum up the works a little bit. Zero has his work cut out for him. Literally, as also the um, shattered corpse of the Primus floats, like sort of just in this space, in this plane. And that's the first thing uh, Zero stops the mechanical little sigh and looks up at the floating corpse of the Primus. Yeah, that's going to be a problem. Looks over at uh, five or six uh, cube drones uh, milling around. That too. And then another one uh, in another area, there are 2048 duo drones in what would look like an ant mill, just spiraling around each other, each following the other because they're all completely directionless. Yeah, and we're not even going to get into that. Ugh. Okay. Primus, Primus, Primus. Single points of failure, probably a bad thing. That includes me. Looks at the square drones. Looks at the mess of duo drones. Okay, so square drones, I'm going to need you to... Yes, you for... Yes, you. Yeah, stop stop gesturing at me. Just stop and listen. Hello. Yeah, no. you too. The four hello, of Hello, wait, wait, hello. Are you a friend? Are you a friend? Friend? Okay, you're, you're speaking out. Which one are you again? I, I am, uh... I am 143,000 cubed. Fantastic. A little less friend, a little more leader, but yeah, uh, consider me a friend of all of Mechanus. And I'm yes, here. Yes, friend. Back. You, yes, friend will help. Good. So friend is going to help get things started. So I need, yeah, you and your three cohorts there. We're going to just head and kind of mechanically like pantomimes licking his finger, sticks it up in the air, turns about 36 degrees to the left, up and down. Okay, so about two kilometers that way, pointing about, oh, 20 degrees up some at some completely indistinguishable part of the dome of the sky. Four of you go there, and I'm going to need you to open a portal outside of Mechanus. And when I say outside of Mechanus, I don't mean to another realm. I mean just outside of Mechanus. And we're going to need it to be... Looks over at the floating corpse of the Primus. About that big. Can I help? Beep. <laughs> one of the others pipes up. Of the, Are you of one of the, the four that I sent? I don't know. My name is one plus square root of five all over two. 
I would like to help. Beep. Fantastic. Since you're not one of the four, I'm going to need you to stay here and just be quadratic for a second. The other four of you, we're going to open that. Mm-hmm. Ready? Hey. Go. Yes. Okay. And they, they, they go off to do it to the best of their ability. Time will tell to see if that is uh, something that is successfully achieved. Fantastic. So you, um, quadratic over here. I'm, I'm sorry. We're, I'm, we're, I'm not good with numbers. Right I am now. one plus square root of five all over two. Fantastic. How are you feeling for a little bit of a leadership challenge today? Golden baby. <laughs> can, can we get a description? That, this is. I was, uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, <clears throat> wait, what are the types of uh, Modrons again? Just sphere, think, just sphere, think, cube, think pure, sphere, he's, cube, no, he's star pyramid, type. He's shield star shape. Type. Star. Isn't okay. he star type? Sure, why star not? Star type is one of them, right? Mm-hmm. Star shaped. He's star. Ta- he's star shaped, uh, and gold. And, well, of course he is. Um, he's got a little propeller beanie on his little, on the point that is on the top. Yeah, and you have no idea where that came from. That is not native to this plane. Yeah, he just got it at some point. Little huh. little propeller beanie. Zero gets a little closer, leans a little bit, kind of looks up and down around over the shoulders and stuff. Okay, so we're using colloquialisms. We're taking things from outside the realm. Um, You are the least Modron Modron I've ever seen. And frankly, that's probably the most refreshing news I've had all day. That's what makes me me beep. Great. So you, with all of your five things, uh, you have 2,048 duo drones at your disposal. So I'm going to need you to take that thing up there, gestures at the the Corpse of the Primus, and you and the 2,048 duo drones are going to take that and push it out of the portal that those four uh, cube drones just opened for us. Yes. All right. Sounds good. Hang on. Let me just make sure I have developed my voice for this character. (laughs) (laughs) Beep. (laughs) It sounds a little too much like another one not anymore okay here i am <laughs> i <laughs> one, one plus square root of five over two all right fellas <laughs> fellas ladies and thems let's go get this hunk of corpse out of the sky beep uh and to the best of their ability they try their best. It takes a lot more time than a well-ordered, well-integrated group of Modrons would normally do this. Um, you are a bit displeased, Zero, but it does happen nonetheless. And the corpse, the, the, the shattered corpse of the Primus is just sort of shoved out somewhere outside of Mechanus. Excellent. While, uh, while that's going on, uh, Zero kind of 
looks up at what's going on and sighs. There's a star man working over there. He thinks he's doing a good job, but I couldn't really care. Excellent. (laughs) We're going to cut the camera again. This time, beep. We cut to what looks like just the facade of a normal looking home, right? The front door, you know, some columns and a little archway that kind of like goes over the front of the house. There's like windows that look inside to what looks like a bright interior. But then the camera zooms out and it was just a photo hanging on the wall of what appears to be a gigantic, what, what does it look like, John? The building is kind of on like, um, almost like a like a hill, or not over a hill, a cliff overlooking a giant ocean or sea or something like that. Um, and it's just a massive, massive structure. Um, there <laughs> yeah, is, n- not so much a house. <laughs> no, it's, it's gigantic. Um, and it has a clear water park with a Ferris wheel, um, a gigantic tree, a whole bunch of trees, smaller trees, but like one gigantic, really huge tree. Um, and just all sorts of rooms. And it, it looks like it might be a magical construction. Can it sounds like a mix it? between, uh, sorry, like Avatar and uh, the Angry Beavers. <laughs> but it also is a functioning, like, gigantic house, too. Like, it just has this other stuff on it. So yes, there's this yeah, this is gigantic hope. Uh, what, what's what, what, what's going on here? What kind of what's what kind of what kind of goings are getting on? Bunch of fucking nonsense, probably. Probably it seems like this is pregnant and Doctor Dedu. It sure is. And yep. how are our illustrious duo doing? Probably just fine. Pregnant would... is uh, making. Uh... Oh, you know what he's making? Peanut curry soup. Is it the most delicious peanut curry soup? You fucking know it is. He's making a magical peanut curry soup that he is envisioning uh, is sending out like the the prototypical uh, platonic uh, curry peanut soup vibes throughout the fabric of the universe. (laughs) Like this is the standard for peanut curry soup. Like this is this is the, 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 the de facto standard. We will He's not creating this. this bowl through space and time in all yeah. other bowls <laughs> yeah. of soup. Well, I yeah. mean, yeah, he, he, the platonic ideal, that is the blueprint for all soups afterwards. Mm-hmm. They can all claim to be the best, but only this one truly is. And um, he also used uh, animate object what is the spell <laughs> the spell is animate, animate object, objects yeah he yeah. used animate objects on uh salt and pepper shaker to make uh, uh mr salt uh no wait mr mr pepper mrs mrs salt i don't know i don't know it could be both wherever they want mix pepper and mix salt they're non-binary salt sh- salt and pepper shakers and they're, <laughs> but they are married um that's Dr. Pepper, thank you very much. He didn't go to eight years of story <laughs> the title wrong. That's Damn. someone different. Damn. <laughs> I love that. That's what Pregnard's right. doing. Pregnard's, yeah, Pregnard is just doing what he loves, it seems like. Maybe, and, you know, obviously this water park was also built for him. He's got his own literal personal water park in whatever slice of 
the universe you guys have found yourselves in. To do what are you doing? Uh, so there's a giant tree, there's a giant water park, uh, but there's also like the house part of it. Um, and in one of the main gigantic living rooms, uh, Dudu is just completely flopped out in an inflatable pool that is full of cocktail sausages. And oh my kind of God. rolling around <laughs> in the sausages, eating them as he pleases. Is he in goose form? <laughs> what? Is he oh, still yeah. in goose form? Yeah, I, I'm fairly certain that Dudu and Pregnard have both decided that even though they could change back, they don't want to. So... Yeah. Because we found out in the last episode... Wait, what What happened? I also love this element of what you said last time, John, is that apparently Dr. Dudu has been holding this the entire time, and then just walking away it just like falls out of his pocket just dropped this photo out of nowhere of right. a person named art pregan arthur 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 pregan yeah like pregan that. comma art yeah. <laughs> and uh, the the former humanoid dr dudu yeah yeah and so but... they transformed somehow and but now they are they're just happy, happy as clams. Two peas right. in a pod. Well, I love the camera sweeping over the inflatable pool of sausages. <laughs> it then pans up to the wall, and you see that picture kind of like pinned to a little board. No, we dropped yeah. it in another reality. Oh, that's we right. Lost you it. lost it. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, we can, we can cut the camera back to that that place lost in time of this photo just sitting, like, you know, uh, like on the floor in front of the portal to the ideal future. Uh, Jarrell might still have it. Um, and, oh, yeah, Jarrell did pick it up. Uh, Pregnart would definitely be, like, number three <laughs> on Jarrell's phone call list, too. Yeah, actually, uh, that's, that's I think that's how I'm going to want to close this particular scene. Uh, again, there's sort of this... Wait, wait, this... wait. Can I interrupt again and just ask, is that... Can we just make that canon? That's how Pregnart is, like... That's Projecting the mechanism... This? That's sure. the mechanism by which Pregnar is yeah, projecting sure. the, the platonic ideal of the peanut curry soup. Absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. Why not? Is what I say. Um, Jarrell, I think this is getting pretty good. Yeah, I was going to say, as soon as you invoke the name of Jarrell, suddenly his voice just starts booming from the sky. Jarrell, taste, taste this. Dip a, dip a, god, a godly finger down in this little tub of soap. <laughs> Pregnant, is it you? Good. I don't know if I can taste things like this. Hold on. Uh, and what would it look like if um, you tried you to materialize in human form <laughs> on Pregnant's um, plate? Your, your first attempt... The gigantic form of Jarrell appears over the horizon, <laughs> blocking out the sun. The sun's rays themselves begin to sort of crown him in this massive halo of light. He is larger than life. And, and he's just and, and he looked with his right. with his with his arms outstretched, looking happily down at you. And then one of his outstretched arms cranes inward and a telescoping telescoping little <laughs> pinky finger sort of lopes loops down and it, it gets from from a huge huge diameter down to a smaller and smaller little pointy pinky and it goes down and goes through the the roof 
from uh, the tasting hole that we've cut into the roof and dips into the soup <laughs> and comes back up. Right? Yeah, sure. I was gonna. Try I didn't to cut be that smaller. tasting hole through the roof for nothing. <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, sure. I mean, whatever. This is this is I, this. I, I let you guys build the scene here. So this is my ideal future. Okay, there's a tasting hole in my roof. Of course there is. Gods. Of course there is. Yes, because you for feed God's everyone. God's use only. Come on, come on, Jarrell. Taste it. Taste. Oh! taste it. Hashtag taste it. Oh god, I feel like we just need to just that's it. We can't. We've peaked now. We have to just end the episode. We can't we can't do it. That's it. Uh. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us, Phil. Oh man, this is great. Uh okay, but yes, no, and you are able to taste the soup, Jarrell, and it is in fact the most delicious peanut curry soup you've ever had in your entire existence. Yeah, go tell the universe about it. I think I can do that. I mean, is it, is it good? Ragnar, do you like th- it? This is the best soup I've ever had, and I think it would be an injustice to not share this with the entire universe. <laughs> is this a commercial? <laughs> whatever that is. I feel like Jarrell, like whatever planet or plane of existence that Pregnard is living on, it is just Jarrell's gigantically advertising how good <laughs> this soup is. Which Wait, I should probably say, this is actually this is actually a great time to hear from our sponsor, uh, Jarrell's Tasting Hole, uh, coming to a universe near you. Whatever plane you're on, you can agree, it's just plain good. <laughs> and back to your regularly scheduled it's, program. It's just plain good. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I I'm going I, home. I don't think we have. I, I really think, like I said, I think we've peaked here. I'm pretty sure that I think we've 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 gotten to everybody right. That we've no, that, we need that to do present. Parano. Oh yeah, we haven't. That's right. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. I just man, that was such a high note. But yes, that's that's true. Before we end this, um, that so the tasting is happening. Jarrell's tasting hole has been explored. He really loves the soup, and now we're moving on. <laughs> uh, and cutting the camera. The tasting hole of God. To Peridil. <laughs> Peridil. Yeah. Where would you have stepped out into? I guess what did I, you know, I, I, I want to kind of let you sort of set the scene here of what, like, where would you have, where, like, where would your, such your soul have taken you? What is your ideal future? Wait, what was that one place? The Grace, the Grace Citadel. Yes, oh, yes. The, your your hometown. Your, yeah, your, like where you came yeah, up. One place. I know so much about my own backstory. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Paradell, um stepped into uh, a bustling street in uh, the Grace Citadel. Yeah, and bustling it is because. If I recall, the intentions that you had sort of put forth into like your striking of the anvil was that of like excellent craftsmanship, of attention to detail, of like prosperity and advancement, and just like, you know, taking pride in one's creations and craft. Mm-hmm. The Grey Citadel looks a far cry from the one you grew up in, 
It, the amount of advancement that has taken place here is tremendous. I mean, the amount of people collaborating, working together, the projects that are currently in progress here, massive, um, you know, massive new structures are being built. You've like the new ways have been created to sort of like, you know, use this mountain, like, like the inside of this mountain, as well as the facade on the outside to like make the, like the Citadel even larger, a, a, a bastion of, of, uh, you know, for, for, for all, you know, in a home for all those who seek to, to, to find one. Um, it is sort of become like a, a, the center of like almost like technological advancement rivaling the Omega project itself as far as just the quality of work and the attention to detail that is being performed here rather than the haphazard ways of the project, you know, and their advancement at all costs method. This is, this is meticulous. This is careful. This is planned. Every, all the ar architecture here is, I mean, to the finest detail. Think about like, I mean, if you were to essentially put a dwarven and, and gnomish spin on like the Renaissance architecture of like Europe, right? Like all of the intricate carvings on every piece of, you know, every piece of stone, right? There's, there's all this intentional design, very deliberate patterns, very, you know, and that is just everywhere. It's ubiquitous across the Grey Citadel. Lots of like art deco clockwork. Sure. Yeah. I'm going to um, call it. And, you know, you have your own personal forge here. It is massive. It is, it is, it is sort of, it's everything you'd hoped and dreamed of when it came to a forge. You, you, you feel a sense of home, a sense of belonging here, and everyone knows your name. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows your works. You keep, you, everyone's like, people, people are saying hello to you as you pass them <laughs> on the street. You're getting like, you know, all these waves. Like, oh, hello. Faradel. Oh, it's so wonderful to see you. You're just, oh, just, wow. What a I'm just what a happy guy. to be here. What a guy. Just, just keep just keep these streets free of shambles and we're going to be golden, baby. Mm -hmm. um, walking further through the streets, you're passing by like certain, there's, like, there's like an area where they're, they're, there's like, you know, because the Grey Citadel, not only is all the craftsmanship, you know, being used to better the Grey Citadel itself, but there's so many works here that are being produced and now sent to all over, like places all over Telduria. You can see actually right now, there's a statue that's being constructed and it looks like there's one that's being constructed of Quinn, but now there looks to be even an even larger one being constructed for Jarrell. Ah. All right, the, the big statues and everything are, are all well and good, but I, I'd like to sort of zoom in to the the, sh the storefront. Sure, to yes, absolutely, storage. absolutely. For the, a little and, further down uh, the street. You know, Paradell is sort of, uh, you know, arranging some of his more finely uh, crafted uh, pieces on the wall. And uh, he also is doing a lot more clockwork stuff because that's, that's something he's, he's explored in the recent years. And... Uh, up on the shelf, just in front of a, a, a heavily sealed, tightly clockworked shut little box that has jagged points sticking out and just a tiny emblem of a paperclip. In front of that, you see some little clockwork automaton figures of some very familiar characters. We've got old Peridot himself. We've got Quinn. We've got Felix. We've got Hedrick and Jarrell and Boris. 
and Zero, and Hoblet, and Ezra, and even the boy himself, beautiful Morton Mac. Gorgeous Mort. <laughs> gorgeous Mort. <laughs> AKA the Gorgeous Mort. The Gorge Boy himself, Gorgeous Mort. <laughs> and even one of Dr. Dedu, and even one of little old Pregnart. And they sort of are on a little track, hopping around, convening, doing little dances. And that's the way uh, Peridol has uh, memorialized his, his party, his former party members. Yes, and you take that you, you use this moment to just like you take it in, right? You know, all the memories start flooding your brain, but then suddenly a commotion starts outside. People are gasping in awe. People are like, oh, you have to, you have to come, you have to come see this. This is crazy shit. And just like what? people like shouting in the streets. Bobby, like, what's, what's going on out there, man? There's a god. There's a god here in Telduria. Oh, man. Wait, like out, out on the street? No, you got to come with us. Just come with all me. Right. I'm coming with you. And uh, Peridel, Peridel sort of reaches down and he uh, he tightens up uh, these really interesting looking uh, footwear pieces that it looks like he has uh, really <laughs> finely tuned himself and made work exactly the way he wants them to work. <laughs> and uh, he hits a little switch on the counter and the door flies open. And with one step, he just bounds through the door 30 feet. Boom, yeah, and you just bound your way towards where everyone seems to be congregating, which is, so the Grey Citadel, I described many, 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 many moons ago, that it's a city that's literally built into the side of a mountain, right? So on the side of this cliff face is the facade of the city, right? Where there's like little outlook points and things like that. But the rest of the city is actually inside the mountain itself, carved into the very stone. Um, but so there's like all these different viewing decks and whatnot, right, that overlook the, the, the plains below. And from the horizon once again like blocking out the sun so that the rays of the sun protrude out from his sides like some golden halo of light is the gigantic form of Jarrell. and he looks as soon as he sees you and perceives you to you know bounding your way to the viewing deck you see he's got he looks very excited paradiddle you have to try this soup and the gigantic oh, and his gigantic hand extends down into the world. And that's what we're gonna call this episode of the Hapless Heroes Podcast. <laughs> hey everybody, listen. You know, I, I I said my piece last week. Okay, I got I don't want to get too emotional or all of that tonight if if I could help it. But I just want to say, first of all, Phil, thanks for joining us tonight to be part of this like closeout. You know, I'm glad you were you were you were around tonight to be able to do this. What a blast. Um, hell, hell yeah. That song was amazing. Um, again, you know, I just want to say thank you to everybody who's been listening to this show. You know, like this is sort of a little, where are they now? Um, some things to expect as far as what's happening next. Um, we're going to probably do some sort of like recap episode, you know, not necessarily a recap, but just, we're just going to do a free form thing. We're just going to talk about like the last six and a half years of this show and some moments. We also have a mailbag episode that we plan to record maybe in a couple weeks, um, you know, as of, the, of recording this episode, uh, we've put out stuff, 
Uh, I'll be putting a post up on Twitter. By the, by the time they say it, it'll probably already be there, just to remind folks of where they can reach us. But we have a thread in our Discord server in the Episode Talk channel. We have You can DM us on Twitter, email us at haplessheroes at gmail.com. But we want to we wanna hear your questions, you know, like stuff that you're burning questions about the show the last six and a half years, whatever it is, right? Send them to us through those methods. Um, and we're going to record an episode just like, you know, depending on how many questions we'll get, we're just going to try to get through as many as we can. We'll pick some of the best ones to make sure, you know, we'll kind of front load them just in case, you know, we have to do it over two episodes. Who knows? Uh, but we, you know, we want to answer your questions and interact with you. And then after that, uh, we plan to do a lot of writing. Um, you know, there might be some, you know, some, some, some one-offs here and there that we might, re- re- you know, record and put out there, but, you know, we're going to take some time to establish the foundation for what our next campaign is going to be. We will be still active on Discord and all of our social media stuff. We'll keep be keeping you informed of like our progress and kind of when things are, you know, kicking off again. But we just want to thank all of you for your support. And so with that, I just want to say, uh, I guess I want to open it up to, you know, the team if there's any other things they want to express before I tell what the pe- tell the people what they could do if they really like us. I know Phil, you haven't been here for a bit. I'm not sure if you wanted to say a few words. Uh, this has been incredible. Um, to be a part of something that's been going on like long before I started and then to go for such a long run on one campaign, beautiful job, both Fran and Dave. Um, and thank you so much to everyone who's listened. This has been just as fun to do as it is to listen to. And I, I love listening to it. So it might be our goal. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I guess, Hey, if you like us. You can find us on the internet. Uh, just look at Twitter, Instagram, and all those places, you know, for Hapless Heroes or Hapless Heroes Podcast. Uh, you can, uh, those, we also have like sticky posts and pin posts, and also like a link in our show notes to our Discord server. So just an invite link to our chat server where we spend the most of the, the majority of our time actually interacting with our community. Um, like I said, we have, you know, a whole bunch of different discussion channels in there, as well as right now we have a temporary thread set up for all your mailbag questions. We also have like a five-star channel on there, which I can, I'll tell you about in a sec. Uh, but it's just a great place. Come and join the conversation. We have a wonderful community there. It seems like a whole bunch of really nice folks. All of you have said such wonderful... I, I was reading through some of your comments. For those of you who, you know, already listened to the episode prior to this, you know, we really appreciate all the wonderful things you've said. We've glad, we're glad that we've been able to entertain you in, in, in this kind of way and that you really have been so receptive to it. So without you, our audience, right, we'd just be talking talking into the void. So thank you all of you again for listening. Uh, and, you know, we please be a part of our Discord server. It's awesome. Uh, also, we love it if you left us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice. It just helps us, you know, become more visible. And we also just like reading the nice things you have to say about us, like I just said. Uh, we also have a five-star channel in that Discord server, like I had said, where if you, you know, don't have a podcast service that allows you to leave reviews, you can still say some nice things on a, about us. We'll talk about it on air and acknowledge you as the five-star human you are. And it's kind of a cool little thing that we do. Uh, but now if you really, really, really like us, we also have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash heroes. Tons of behind the scenes audio and like extra content that we've just recorded over the course of the last six and a half years, whether it's bloopers or these little between two episodes, things that we've been doing, you know, when like something like Dave has to step away or like, you know, other things happen where we're just like, hey, we have some time to riff. Let's just like kind of talk about a random thing and do it. And it's kind of great, um, you know, so like it's all kind of at the, the, the price of a cup of coffee every month. So like, you know, if it seems like it's what worth you, Dennis Miller, your money, then you should join our Patreon because <laughs> it's pretty cool. Uh, and we thank you all for your support. Like I said, like we're not done. So like, you know, it's, it's only going to be a matter of time before we're back on. We're back in, in, on the airwaves full time again and doing this thing that you all know and love and that we all love. Hey, babe. And if you really like us. <laughs> okay, you like us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> if you like us right now, you like us. Sally Field and the whole deal. Uh, go watch uh, a sunset. And uh, if it happens to be just uh, perfectly cloudy, where you do see those rays uh, peeking out from behind the clouds and fanning out in such a fashion, uh, make sure you're in a, a well-populated area and say, Oh my, look at those occidental crepuscular rays. And make sure you just spread both those two words around because I, I like I like the word occidental and I like the word crepuscular and uh, I think more people should is it contagious contagious crepuscular rays yeah well the, the ocular know. ones or what was it occidental Ox- occidental yeah it sounds like it sounds like an STD and I'm just worried <laughs> occidental just means westward I heard about no, it I understand it, it still sounds like an STD so, well, you know, hey, listen, everybody, uh, Zach's just pleading to let's just make Occidental and Crepuscular like a thing. Like, just, just totally like, you know, doable. bring those words back. Add them to your vernacular. Yeah. yeah. Especially Crepuscular. I like Especially Crepuscular, crepuscular. A lot. So, Sounds yeah. like it oozes. I'm not into it. <laughs> no, it's good. No, thanks. Well, it's like if it's it's like if light was oozing. So it's it's a lot nicer. I guess. Geometric. Yeah. Okay. So, sure. anyways, I'm gonna go ahead and outro my cast again uh, for the last time. I guess. Um, shit. I didn't. I just I, that kind of just hit me right now. Uh, no, we'll be back next week. Yeah, but like <laughs> we'll the, have this, this same, cast of characters. Same hapless time. Same hapless channel. But uh, I guess for the last time though, Dave playing absolute integer zero. Everyone, it's been a great time. And if there's a mimic in your workshop, don't be alarmed. Mike, as the illustrious and uh, probably future god, lord and captain, Quinn Southwind. You have not heard the last from me. Buy my books. (laughs) (laughs) Nicole, as Boris the Butcher. I cast greater invisibility on myself. (laughs) Zach, as Perida Lincolnwoods and Pregnart. Good bye. Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer. Oh, this show uh, must not go on, sadly, but it sure has a plan a very big pleasure of mine. And I'll see you on the other side. And John as Lord Jarrell the Light and Dr. Dedue. Until next time. And I'm Francesco. I've been your host of DM, and uh, it's been a pleasure DMing for you this whole time. And we'll see you next week. Wow. Wow. Who's that, Felix? Goodbye now. I thought you were dead. Oh, bye. 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 Hashtag tasting hole. Hashtag tasting. <laughs> Taste it. Taste it.